It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, coming to you from on location in Colorado Springs. Uh, nothing but mountains out here, but, you know, we got to talk about a mountain that people are turning into a molehill, and we'll talk about that next because the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves have done something that a lot of teams uh, are, are concerned about and wondering about, but Nas Reed is a part of this. We'll talk about that next, as well as Julia Daniels is going to join us, and she has an idea with the St. Saint Paul Saints and the Twins that might help them stay first place in their division. We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson again. This is the Ron Johnson Show. We're on location out here in Colorado Springs, but we did catch up with Julia Daniels this week, so we got to sit down and, and talk to her about what her thoughts are about the Vikings, the Twins. I mean, she's new to the area. And then Josh Dumas. Josh Dumas and Julia Daniels, we'll, we'll find out because she, she wants to make a bet, and uh, maybe Josh Dumas can get it out of her. Uh, but this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. And again, I'm in beautiful Colorado Springs. I got mountains everywhere. I got horses out here on our farm. Uh, wish I could show you guys. We tried, but the angle is just too much sun. It was too much sun. Could not get a good angle to show you guys. Uh, but maybe I'll tweet some stuff out. So that's three Ron Johnson on Twitter. But as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom. Sam, it's a it's a mission Monday, of course. And the mission is we got to fix we got to fix the Timberwolves. We I don't know if the Timberwolves can be fixed. Uh, I don't know if the Timberwolves understand uh, what needs to be fixed or what needs to be done. But on his mission Monday, Sam, what's the question of the day? What happened with the Timberwolves? Yeah, big news in Minnesota sports right now. Nas Reed is back. $14 million annually, three years, $42 million total. And he will join the front court of Cat and Rudy. For now, we think they're sticking around uh, for next season. And a lot of people were clamoring, you got to get Nas back. You got to get Nas back. But again, Ron, he's probably going to be in a backup role as long as they've got Rudy, as long as they've got Cat, So what do you think of this commitment the Wolves are making to stay big, it seems, and uh, bring Nas back into the fold when they've already got, Ron, these big contracts on the books? they got to extend Ansu, and they got to extend McDaniels. What do you think about paying Nas? Well, I don't, I don't like it. Not going to lie. I don't like it. Um, only reason is because I feel like this is, this is a guards league. If you look at the NBA draft, Sam, in the NBA draft, there were zero, zero big-time centers from college basketball. You got uh, Timmy. Uh, you got the kid from, uh, I think, Syracuse or Illinois. I think it was Illinois. And then you got the kid from uh, Kentucky or Duke. So three centers, none of them drafted, Sam, in two rounds. That's what's crazy. 
So nobody's really playing big. So if you have three bigs now, you got Nas Reed, Carlos V. Towns, and Rudy Gobert. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. I do know you need one off the bench, which is probably Nas Reed. Um, or are you trying to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns or Rudy Gobert and Nas Reed's going to be in there? But also, we know people can sign and trade. You can sometimes sign to trade people so people can see. And I'm not saying Nas Reed is tradable uh, because I don't know what you would get for him. Uh, but maybe you do move on from him uh, and you sign him to solidify what he's worth so that other teams can see the trade value. Uh, because Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole signed a huge extension. And look what happened to him. I mean, he's now with the Washington Wizards. Uh, and he and his and Mike Dunleavy Jr. got on the stage and said, we just signed him to a big deal. And we want to keep him for three to four years at least. <laughs> Liar. So in, in that aspect of it, Sam, I, I just don't know if I'm, I'm I'm off it as big. I think Anthony Edwards needs help. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I guess if they're keeping everybody, they're keeping Rudy, they're keeping Kat. Um, it is a little bit dicier to figure out how he fits into the fold. I love his offense. I mean, I love he's just instant offense off the bench. He can get any shot he wants. He can shoot from outside. He uh, he definitely stresses the defense. And you know what? Cat and Rudy are banged up uh, a decent amount. Cat missed 52 games last year. And if one of them misses time again, I feel a whole lot better knowing that Nas can fill in. So I do like it, Ron. I just don't want it to impact their ability to re-sign Jaden McDaniels or add shooting help. Because they need, I think they need to commit to McDaniels because of his defense and they need help on the perimeter. So hopefully this doesn't impede their ability to create more depth on that bench. Well, talking about depth on a bench, the Twins have it, but it's in St. Paul. St. Paul Saints have some players or at least one player that Julia Daniels likes and thinks, hey, if the Twins are struggling, bring this kid up. He's hot. He's swinging a bat in the ball. It's 95 mile an hour pitchers, 89 mile an hour pitch. What's, what's the difference? It's just a bat and a ball. We know basketball is a little bit different, but baseball, softball, those are the great great equalizers of size and talent. If you can swing a bat, doesn't matter where you are or what 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 they do with you, you can swing a bat. So we got Julia Daniels coming up on the hang on Ron Johnson segment. But before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors. Yes, we do. FanDuel Sportsbook. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is an official partner of Locked On. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you can bet all the Major League Baseball games. Twins in Atlanta tonight. The Braves have 50 wins this year. They're 50-27, and 27, and they are minus 190 on the money line. See if you can get an upset win betting on the Twins tonight at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Great promotions, get paid instantly, easy to use, easy interface. It's fanduel.com slash locked on. Get that no sweat first bet and bet Major League Baseball, an official partner of FanDuel. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, now it's time for the Hanger Ron Johnson segment. I got Julia Daniels. Now, for those in the Minnesota area, uh, if you don't recognize the name, she's new to CARE 11. She's been here for about, what, a year now? Yeah. Give or take? Yeah. So, and I, I got a chance to meet Julia Daniels at the uh, Vikings game. And of course, uh, her and Reggie Wilson, you guys know Reggie Wilson, uh, friend of Locked On Sports. But I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I got to get Julia on. And then Reggie told me, no, you can't have her on until I get her on, but it's too late. I got Julia Daniels first. So, Julia, thank you for joining me on the Hang Around Johnson segment. Julia is from Arkansas, uh, relocated to the Minneapolis area. So, first, let's jump out of there. You come from the South and now you got thrown into the frozen tundra of Minnesota. 
why did you pick Minnesota and, and, and what was the reason for it? Well, I actually moved up here from Florida. So okay. went Arkansas, University of Alabama, Florida, up here. Um, but my mentor, Jamie Erdahl, Jamie Erdahl Buckman, she is from the area, actually. And she interned at CARE 11. She knew Dave Schwartz. Um, she knew that he was leaving CARE 11. So she had told me to be on the lookout for a job opening at CARE 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I applied. She shot an email over to Reggie. Reggie looked at my stuff and decided that he wanted me to join his team. So came on up here. And, you know, I came from a market that the biggest thing that we covered was Juco baseball. So, okay. of course, I'll come up here and cover pro sports. So. Well, yeah, well, shout out to Jamie Erdl. I know she's from Minnesota, and uh, it's always good to know people that know people that know people, and Thank Julia you. Daniels is one, and we're glad to have you in Minnesota. Uh, you came from Florida, so Michigan State wasn't on your radar much, but Kirk Cousins is kind of a national name of just – depends on who you are. If you're Pat McAfee and Pac-Man Jones, Kirk Cousins uh, – and I'm not going to even say the word they – or not they, sorry, Pac-Man Jones. Pat, Pat McAfee didn't do it, but Pac-Man Jones came at me sideways about Kirk Cousins. That's my guy, though. But uh, And then if you're, you know, some of these other people, you love Kirk Cousins. But before you got to Minnesota, what was your perception of Kirk Cousins? So Kirk – I guess he was drafted when I was in, like, eighth grade or something <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> so um Obviously, as an eighth grader, wasn't really on my radar at the time when he was with Washington. But I do have cousins up here. Kirk was always uh, quirky, Kirky that I, I call him on air all the time. Um, you know, maybe a little above average as a quarterback, obviously as a starter, but uh, not really particularly. The Vikings themselves weren't really on my radar because being in the South, it was so college football, college football. Yeah, I grew up a Cowboys fan, um, so. Nothing bad about Kirk. Just always that his personality was a lot different than the other quarterbacks that you see, for sure. Uh, Just very comfortable being his old Midwest self. And then, right, yeah, Kirk Cousins, he drives a minivan. You know, he will take his shirt off and put chains on every once in a while, but he he drives a minivan. He's going to go to Pizza Ranch. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's going to sit at home on on weekends. Like, you're not going to see him on Lake Minnetonka. Uh, you know, taking his shirt off and swinging around his head like a helicopter. Like, that's not Kirk Cousins. Uh, that is Julia Daniels. I'm pretty sure Julia Daniels has, has taken something and swung it around her head like a helicopter because we all know Petey Pablo was, was big down there in the South. Um, so I'm pretty sure that was on Julia Daniels' playlist when she was a kid. Um, but when, when you think about Kirk Cousins now, because now you cover him for CARE 11, now you're at the game. I mean, I saw you at the draft party. You, and by the way, you were a, a jack of all trades. You did. You were the camera crew. You were the the construction crew. You were the microphone sound coordinator. You yeah. were the talent director. Like you did it all all by yourself. Uh, but when you look at Kirk Cousins now, now seeing him and Justin Jefferson, now seeing him uh, with against other quarterbacks, as far as take the Kirk Cousins in, in the plaid shirt on the podium off and not the black suit like Jimmy Garoppolo. But the Kirk Cousins that throws for 4,000 yards a year, the Kirk Cousins that uh, may or may not check the ball down the fourth down on the last play of the se- season, but that's different. Um, <laughs> but, what do you, but what do you think about Kirk Cousins now? I think I got lucky in the sense that I came in in a year where he really got to flourish, I think. Yeah. Obviously, he and J.J. 
more much more comfortable with each other but also having somebody like koc that kind of gives him the reins mm. lets him do his thing i mean everyone talked to me about how it was so just the vibe in the locker room itself was so different with zimmer mm-hmm. you get in there this year and i'm thinking these guys are great they're having a great time together um but i think you saw a more comfortable kirk this season so i think i got lucky in that sense that you got to see his personality in more more than just the quirky kirky kind of way you got to yeah. see him um be more comfortable in the pocket obviously have more control of the offense uh, but also off the field too seemed like he was more comfortable with the guys as well yeah. so uh that was my impression of him just having one season under under my belt and also he's one of those people you know i feel like Obviously, this is the first NFL team that I've covered before, but Mm -hmm. you could just walk up to him in a locker room and just ask him a random question and he would be totally okay with it, which I think is not necessarily the norm when it comes to NFL locker rooms and especially with franchise quarterbacks and things like that. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of guys say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, They don't want to spend a lot of extra time with the media if they don't have to. Um, I will say that Kirk Cousins is very open. He's honest. He he loves a conversation. Like, I covered – so you make me feel old um, because my first game commentating on TV – Live national TV for the Big Ten Network was Michigan State. So I covered Kirk Cousins when he first got to Michigan State. Wow. He wasn't a starter yet. He was splitting time with Keith Nichols. And the only reason I remember it because it was my very first game. So I got that that game and that team burned into my memory, uh, which would have been 2009. So how old were you in 2009? I would have been turning 12 that year. Oh, my gosh. My daughter's 12. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 2009, I got a job at the Big Ten Network, first time uh, commentating, and it was Michigan State. It was Kirk Cousins. And so when I got a chance, yeah. when he finally signed with the Vikings, uh, we connected, and I told him, like, hey, man, like, you were my first introduction into sports as far as being a commentator and not a player anymore. And then yeah. fast forward, whatever number of years this is, 2023, I, we ran into each other at Disney World, uh, and he hung out, talked to my kids for a minute, you know, shared some stories with them, asked them about their sports. Uh, Sam Ekstrom, my producer, knows this. He sent me a personal message after the fact, like text me after the fact, like, hey, man, blah, 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 blah. So um, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm biased, I'll say now, um, and it's nothing wrong with that, but I am biased because I know Kirk off the field now. Like I've got a chance to hang out with him and talk to him at Disney World. Uh, he and I exchanged some messages here and there, so he's – you know, share some stuff with me about family life and other stuff. So when I see that side of Kirk, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand the slander. Like, and I never right. did. And, but, right. but I'm also not a slanderous type of person, unless you're the Detroit lions, um, not the players, but just the organization. I will slander the lions till I die. Um, but the organization or the players, I think they're all solid. The organization uh, and Dan Campbell's doing better. Um, yeah. But when you look at the uh, Vegas odds right now, people are saying, uh, the Vikings and the Lions are kind of 1A, 1B. Uh, a lot of people are putting eight and a half over under on the Vikings season. Some are putting nine and a half on it. Some are putting the Lions right there too, nine and a half, eight and a half. Uh, they have the Bears and the Packers kind of below them. Uh, do you see that as something real or fake? Like, would you bet the if eight and a half is the number, 
Are you taking the over or the under if you had a chance to? I mean, because because FanDuel, FanDuel is the official sponsor of Locked On Sports and the Ron Johnson Show, uh-huh. and so you can you can drop some FanDuel odds. Uh, I can jump <laughs> for you. I did do the no sweat first bet. I put five dollars down. People, I got one hundred and fifty bucks from uh, FanDuel. And you all know the story. I bet it on the Denver Nuggets, and the Denver Nuggets beat the Lakers, so I got my money. Uh, and it wasn't even my money. So I won their money and got more money. Uh, but, yeah, if you were to take the fan duel money, Julian, eight and a half, Minnesota Vikings, are you betting the over or the under? The over. Okay. What, are, like nine, ten? Where, where, where do you stand when you saw Probably the schedule? Nine, nine to be safe. Right? <laughs> I don't bet. Everyone asks me to bet all the time, and I say – um, ethically, I don't bet. If Josh Dumal, because he's a Vikings fan, he's going to be at training camp. Right. If Josh Dumal oh, really? comes over to you, oh yeah, you didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's a Vikings fan. He'll be at training camp. He comes every year. Um, he comes every year. He shoots some content with the Vikings, but yeah, he'll be at training camp. He comes to some games too. He was on. I've seen him on the sideline. I've met Nick Schwartzen on the sideline. Um, who else did I meet? It was a couple. Like there's a lot of random Vikings fans that I've met over the last eleven or what ten years of doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. The last 10 years, this is our ninth year of Vikings game day live, but 10 years of doing this, 10, 11 years, every time I meet random people that are like T-Pain, you know, he and I right. took a picture together because yeah. uh, yeah. randomly, like he kind of likes the Vikings. I don't know. I don't know if it goes back to the Randy Moss days or what, uh, but Randy Moss, Chris Carter, the big three, like Dante Colbert, mm-hmm. they created a lot of fans. But yeah, Josh Demal is from like somewhere in northern Minnesota, play quarterback. And yeah, he's a Vikings fan. So if Josh Demal walks over to you with those baby, well, I don't even know what color his eyes are. Uh, <laughs> we'll just say baby blue uh, with those baby blue eyes or dark hazel. Who knows what? Uh, you know, he's got the Vikings tight T-shirt on. You know, he, he's got the hat backwards. He's slinging a football because he thinks he's still a quarterback from Varsity Blues. And he says, Julia, we're going to make a friendly bet. Mm-hmm. Who are you bet? Well, like, how, what, how many wins are you going to bet on the Vikings? If you win this, if you win, if you get their number total right, I'm going to fly you wherever you want to go. If you lose, you got to wear like a Packers jersey or something. I don't know. But Josh Jamal comes over to you. You're going to bet. So what? 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 Are, where would you put your number on? 10, 9, 11 wins. Oh, I don't know if I. It would be biased to say ten. Okay, uh, but I like it. I like also, it. Also, also, if, if it's Josh Duhamel, you know, I'm going to do it in favor of his team. <laughs> We're going to make sure we tag Josh Jamal in this clip. Um, he will be well aware of this one. He's married anymore right no he's not he's not he's he's out there in the streets he's, I mean, uh, he's, he's a little bit older than me but hey uh what's his name just had a baby at 70 so i don't think i don't think men in hollywood is that they're ever too old for anybody um but yeah josh jamal is no longer with i think was it megan fox or somebody i don't know who that fergie. Was. oh fergie it was fergie i forgot about that because fergie and then the draymond green warriors debacle of her <laughs> national anthem oh yeah i forgot about game. that yeah and you know the one person that did not defend her was Josh Dumas. So just just he did he did say though like Draymond was a jerk for laughing, but he didn't really defend to her. He just said Draymond was a jerk. That was hard laughing. to defend. Let's be honest. It was, but I love the memes that came from it. I love the TikToks that came <laughs> from it. Like oh man, it's the best remix I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it happens though. Everybody goes through puberty at some point in their life. Um, <laughs> It just happened to her on national TV versus the Warriors. I mean, uh, against the Warriors national anthem with Draymond Green of all people. Like that's the worst team to make a mistake in front of because Draymond does not know how to hold his emotions. Jordan Poole is an absolute idiot, and Javale <laughs> McGee is ridiculous. So that is the worst team. 
to like do that in front of because they are clowns. And when you win, you can be clowns. Like I think I that's what happens. All star game that this happened at. Was it the All Star? I thought it was just the Warriors. Was it All Star? I think it was the All Star game. I got to go back and watch that now because all those guys were in that though. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah. They were in it. Yeah. yeah, Steph was in it. Draymond mm-hmm. was in it. Clay was in it. And then, uh, no, Ford the Warriors. Played. No, the Warriors played her song in their locker room later though. Stop. Yes, they played the remix that Sway uh, remix Sway the remix God did on TikTok. They played it in the locker room after Josh Dumal made the comment that Draymond was a jerk. So that's how the Warriors are tied into this. Yes, you got to watch it. It's a full video of them doing a TikTok. They're all sitting in their locker room doing stuff, and then the song starts playing, and then they all start doing like different dances. It is hilarious. I forgot about that. It's the, the team actually did make fun of her. The whole team, they doubled down on it after the fact. So, yeah, you got to check that out. But getting back to the uh, getting back to the seriousness of football and sports and uh, the Julia Daniels of Minnesota, um, all the great things she did. Two quick ones before we get out of here. Uh, Julia, when you look at the Twins, and, and you cover the Twins now, and they seem to be winning a division and nobody really wants it. What is it going to take for the Twins to be? Because, I mean, we know we've seen the Carlos Correa. He's not hitting like Luis Arise. He's been traded. Right, right. Uh, but but what do the Twins have to do to, to kind of keep this lead? I mean, what, what is it going to take? Or is it just everybody behind them is just that bad? Well, I think we also, I mean, Buck's not, he's barely DHing. So right. that's not great. I mean, he's the, the value that they're paying him, he's really not living up to. Uh, right. As fun as Byron Buxton is to cover, you know, for my position. But, yeah, that's – you don't have him out in the outfield. Sometimes you don't even have him DHing. So, you know, you've got you got to get some consistency with the bats. Right. Uh, if you're – Reggie always makes fun of me because I keep up with the Saints as well, the St. Paul Saints, uh, which is so cool that coming up here and then I find out they're AAA affiliates right across the street, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way that the Saints are hitting right now, I don't know why they don't pull some guys, <laughs> some guys out of there. They've got this this one guy, Chris Williams. He's like a, a Clemson grad. He has had seven homers in eight games. He had six wow. homers in in the first three games of last week's series. Wow. Uh, I mean, they've just got to be consistent getting the bats going because their bats catch fire. Yeah. In one game, uh, and then the next day they don't hit anything. And this has been a problem also, you know, first third of the season, their starters are going seven innings. And now all of a sudden their starters can't go seven innings and people are confused by that. And I'm thinking, well, if you can do it for the first third of the season, then you're worn out, you know, you've got what five starters there. Um, I think that they went in with the game plan for pitching and it worked for the first third of the season. And now it's kind of falling apart a little bit. Uh, So they're having to rely on some of their triple A guys, pulling them up, having them start, uh, which is kind of scary. Uh, but I think they just, they on both defensively, offensively, they've just got to have way more consistency. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, also being at the top of the division doesn't really say anything because they're in the worst division in the league. So True, true. And, and you know what? That's some good stuff, though, because if you look at like movies, like and I, I'm a movie buff. Sam, my producer, has never seen any movies. Um, some of the movies I've watched, you weren't even probably old enough to watch yet, but like major league and some of these other movies where that happens, where you see guys come from like lower divisions, you see guys just get put on teams because they're hot at the moment. Um, you're right. At this point, maybe the twins need to look to the St. Paul saints a little more and say, look, it's not working with the guys we have up here. We might as well try something because we're, we're, we're barely holding on to this lead. And if we have a seven game, I guess slump, you'd say 
I would say seven, like four games, that's a problem. You could lose four games in this division and you're fine. But seven, I think, is where one of these teams can win three and they're going to jump you. And so I think, yeah, the Twins, yeah. St. Paul's, maybe maybe you need to go over there and talk to Rocco Baldelli. Like that's your <laughs> well, next trip over to the stadium. You need to just say, hey, I was at the Saints game the other day. This guy's hit seven home runs and then uh, eight games. Like you, you might want to pull him up and then just walk away. Just walk yeah. away. That's it. That's it. He's like, who is this girl? Um, now, I'll, I'll also say, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to do something like that. We've seen them do some crazy stuff. We've seen mm-hmm. him make some crazy decisions when it comes to optioning guys and things like that. I mean, Trevor Larnick was on a road trip with them. He was in the lineup when they sent it out two hours before first pitch. And then they optioned him after they put the, after they posted it on social media wow. everywhere, sent him back to St. Paul I don't even remember who they brought up in, in his in his spot. But then also Jose Miranda's with the Saints right now. No one expected to see that for this long of a period. So mm. clearly they're not like worried about hurting anybody's feelings. So I don't know why they don't just go ahead and do it. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, if you get lightning in a bottle with these guys that are hungry and excited mm-hmm. to come up and want to stay up, maybe you end up winning some games that people don't expect. Because right now the Twins are an afterthought when you think about the Yankees, the Red Sox, thinking about all these other teams that you would consider like, you know, Sho and Otani. And they're like, I, I'm not even uh, in that market. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Angels because Otani's going to pitch. Like that's that's the excitement the Twins maybe could create with some young guys that come up and just start. Because the Bomba squad was great. And now it's, I mean, they don't even have that anymore. Like I don't think people consider them the Bomba squad anymore. You can't claim that when Luis Arise has 100 plus hits and your best hitter has 55 or 52 or whatever it is. Like it's yeah. like he's doubled your best hitters. And so – that's when you can't really say we're the Bomba squad anymore. I mean, you could yeah. say we're the Toon squad or something or the Monster. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what you can. can't be the Monstars, but you can be the Toon squad. Um. Well, I'll also say your Minnesota sports are so underrated, too. Yeah. They're yeah. never going to get the traction that, despite this being one of six cities that has every protein that there is, it's just, I don't know why, I guess maybe because Minneapolis is so far from everything else, but it just really doesn't get the traction, even if it should. Yeah. Should they? I mean, what are they? Yeah, because you're right. Even with Kevin Garnett, I remember when I was here with Kevin Garnett, like it wasn't like, I mean, he was big to us. Right. But he wasn't big to the world. But then he goes to the Celtics and he's a, he's a, I mean, like if, if Kevin Garnett had never went to the Celtics, Celtics and won, I don't think he, he is what he is. Like, I don't, I mean, he would be a hall of famer, but I don't think he has like a showtime show. I don't think he's on ESPN. I don't think he, you know, I don't think all this, the streams that follow him. Um, I don't think he would have had that because people would have just been like, look, this is just another Minnesota guy with a lot of stats that never does anything big for us as a, as a sports world. Well, he goes to the Boston Celtics and then screams out anything is possible. And, you know, Adidas wants him and that's their tagline. And then all of a sudden he has a shoe line and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's just one of those things where it's tough, like Kobe Bryant with L.A., LeBron James, you know, just being LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. Um, Alex Rodriguez, we hope will come here and, and make a move and, and make the Timberwolves great, but we haven't seen right. it yet. It's early. Um, he can't even keep J Lo happy, so who knows uh, what he's going to do with the rest of his team? Um, seriously, like if he had kept J Lo, I think they get more free agents. Like I think all the free agents, are, like Christoph Porzingis, Bradley Beal, uh, uh, Marcus Smart. I think everybody would have been like, "Hey, I want to be over there with Minnesota because J Lo is courtside every week." Like sign me up for that like Jordan Poole you know Jordan Poole Jordan Poole it could be a girl on the sideline that like he's never met in his life but like it could be Julia Daniels Julia Daniels in courtside and she's with her friends if Jordan Poole sees you 
He's going to shoot seven from half court just because. So Jordan Poole probably, because he already got punched by Draymond, so you know either he's going to go or Draymond has to go. Right. Jordan Poole probably would have come to the to the, to the the Minnesota and because we've talked about them needing another scorer with Anthony Edwards. Could have been Jordan Poole, but J-Lo, you went with Ben Affleck, and you know now we got to watch Batman. So... <laughs> God, I don't know if you remember, but Ben Affleck was Batman at some point. Even then, I just don't, you know, they don't consider any of the Minnesota sports teams one of the blue bloods. So true, true, be as good as whatever. All of our teams that leave here, they'll go win somewhere else. I will say that the Lakers, they were the Minneapolis Lakers. Lakers. Yep, yep, and then the Wild, the Dallas Stars. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Sam might know that. I don't know if the Dallas Stars actually won anything, but. I know the, the the wild people are still upset about the you know all the teams leaving us and then we have to get a new team. Uh, right. But one quick one before we get out of here, Julia. When you talk about college football, maybe two quick ones. But you talk about college football. You come from the college football world. Uh, again, you come from a market like Florida. I mean, ridiculous yes. SEC. And then you come here to Minnesota. Uh, what do you think PJ Fleck will have to do or continue to do to end up maybe on this national conversation with these other coaches? Uh, I would say with NIL you've got to get more money flowing in and out of and more opportunities for kids because that's the main, you know, coming from Alabama, you have these boosters that just have stupid amounts of money. Uh, They own dealerships. They own multiple dealerships, you know, in the Tuscaloosa, Birmingham area. You've got a lot of oil money that's down there, things like that. Uh, There's money up here. It's just not necessarily always going to the U. I think with NIL, you've got to not only be a coach now, but also a businessman. And you've got to kind of create opportunities for those top recruits and have that on the table already when you're offering a scholarship, which is a weird space to be in. It's very odd for me just because NIL wasn't a thing when I was in college. But I also, on the flip side of that, will say, and I was talking to my news director about this yesterday, a guy like PJ Fleck is becoming more attractive as a coach to this younger generation that's coming up because he is a guy, he's not Nick Saban. Who's like so hardcore and he is a psychopath uh, as a coach. Let's be honest. He doesn't care about your mental health. He doesn't care about, he can say that he does. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is coming from an Alabama fan. BJ Fleck genuinely cares about the well-being of his guys. He makes sure that they're in therapy, not only for, football because there's the sports psychology side of things but also making sure mentally they're okay they're going to class they have a career once they leave be it in football or something else so I think that that becomes more attractive to a generation that's coming up having learned about mental health their entire life Um, so I think he's got that advantage to him I think uh, as my dad would say it's not about the money it's just about the money though so you got to uh, figure out some more opportunities for these guys to have NIL deals and, and get paid while they're at the University of Minnesota and get them that traction. But that also comes from winning games. So, yeah, no, that is very true. I think of PJ, he's he's locked down a lot of this 2024 class, especially in Minnesota. Uh, he's continuing to get top recruits. Uh, just saw another quarterback, big time quarterback, think three star, four star gut kid that's going to be 2025. That says, Man, I, I couldn't pick a better coach to commit to. So, when you think about Ethan Kalik, man, is now having maybe two, three years without any competition. Then this kid comes in as a freshman, gets to sit behind Ethan for a year, maybe, and then he plays. I think that's the, the formula PJs kind of create, which you've seen at Alabama. They constantly load up players, and then you see guys like Jalen Hurts and Tua and, 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 and Mac Jones 
all on the same team and all in the NFL. Uh, you look at Joe Burrow being at Ohio State, then going to LSU, same thing, being in there with uh, CJ Stroud and all these, like it's, that's what great programs do. They continue to create opportunities for different quarterbacks to not be freshmen playing, but Hey, sophomore, junior, you're still going to get two to three years. You're still going to go have a chance to go to the NFL. If you're great, because let me create you and make you great. I think PJ Fleck is on to something, uh, but I want to thank Julia Daniels for joining me on the Ron Johnson show. Hey, on Ron Johnson segment. Uh, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Julia Daniels. For those watching on YouTube, you understand why I said I'm underdressed because look, I mean, come on now. Um, <laughs> But also for those on, on Roku, Amazon Fire, I want to thank you guys for, for joining us. And then we are going to have the daily three. That's myself and Sam, three questions, about one minute each today. Uh, we, we took a little bit extra time with Julia, which I'm glad we did. Uh, and then we'll, we'll be back after a word from XM Radio. Yeah, I'm looking forward to training camp this year, Sam, because uh, Julia Daniels, I'm going to try to make sure if I know Josh Dumas is going to be there. I got to find a way to get her over there. Um, I don't know how, but we, we got to find out. If, he might not come this year, though. Who knows? He might not come this year, uh, but if he does, Sam, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I want everybody to know that XM Sirius, XM Radio, Sirius XM Radio is a proud partner of Locked On Sports and the Ron Johnson Show. Just remember, the Twins visit the Atlanta Braves at 6.20 p.m. tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM with the SXM app. Just search Twins. Also, if you have the XSM app, you can search Locked On Sports. Minnesota, and it's going to bring our show up right there on your device. You can stream, download, and then listen when you're on the go, on the plane, out here in beautiful Colorado. Uh, so make sure you guys do that. But coming up next, we have the Daily Three. That's three questions, probably 30 seconds each. Take it away, Sam. All right, rapid fire today. It came out over the weekend that Vikings tackle Oli Udo was cited for reckless driving three times in the month of May, basically just driving too fast, going 97 and a 55 and a couple other infractions. And remember, he did have a uh, an arrest at a nightclub last year. Those charges were dropped, but a couple off-the-field issues for Ole. Uh, Ron, do you think this kind of thing affects his ability to make the team this year? Uh, I think it does. I, it, it comes down to character. I'm sorry. Uh, teams are more about character now than ever. Uh, it, it's it's honest. Like, look, we can talk about it on like before guys would get little things like speeding tickets and nobody would know. But now it's so public and, 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 and publications are looking for things like this. This does put a, a red kind of a X on his, you know, on his on his uh, on his uh, resume. And I guess maybe there's two now because you got the nightclub is one. Now you got this. The, the month of May was absolutely fast. Now, I don't know if he's trying to audition for the Fast and Furious, but this is not the way to do it. But this is not the way to do it. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Fast and Furious 10 just as much as anybody else. But that's not the way to do it. So I, I think when you think about what he has to do, he has to either one show and prove, which means you can have no more issues for the rest of this year. Uh, but if there's a guy that comes in and they're even and his character is lower, Ole Udo's out the door. So it sucks, but this is the way uh, billionaires operate. Like, you are not going to screw my team up, especially if you're not a big piece of the puzzle. I guess the problem is he's not a huge piece of the puzzle. And so can we find another swing lineman? Probably. Uh, that's not going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they've got Vidarian Lowe, they've got Blake Brandle, they've got a couple other young tackle options. They did sign Udo to a one-year deal this year, so uh, last year of his contract. Uh, I think they, they, they do like him, though. They like his positional flexibility, yep. so I I tend to think that that if he plays well enough, he will make the team. But like you said, if it's a tie, then maybe that's, uh, that's the tiebreaker against him. 
Next question, Ron. There was a huge score in Major League Baseball over the weekend. Maybe uh, I think Mission Fast Pitch probably beat some teams by this score, but the uh, the Angels beat the Rockies. You can mention this to people in Colorado. The Angels beat the Rockies 25-1 to on Saturday night. Uh, what's the most lopsided game you have ever played in, Ron, at the football level or covered uh, as a member of the media? Well, Sam, I mean, it was 23 to nothing, I think, in the fourth inning. So that's the thing. They took the foot off the gas. Like, this might have been a 50-point game. Uh, but as far as me, I don't think I've ever played in one. Um, I've had some pretty, like, competitive games for the most part, especially in the NFL. I didn't have any of those blowouts like that. College, I don't think I really had any blowouts. I mean, we blew some people out, like some of those smaller schools, but I wouldn't count those. But I was a part of, like, I think it was Iowa, Minnesota. I didn't play, but I was there. Tim Brewster, 55 to nothing. That's mm. what that feels like. Well, you just can't do no 55 to 7. I don't know what it was, but that was the, the nail in the coffin for Tim Brewster. So I would say that one. Iowa, Minnesota, Tim Brewster, horrible. We're going to, we're, we're, that didn't happen, though. We don't, we don't talk about that anymore. I don't know. Have you seen anything as bad as that, though? No. I, I, and, you know, and, every oh, year goodness, it crazy. seems like ESPN, they, they like to post on the anniversary. They'll say, like, 100 years ago today, Georgia Tech scored the most points in a college football game. And it was like 222. Yeah like in 1904 or some absurd <laughs> date right. in history, uh, like the first football game ever. Yeah, no, that's uh 25 one right. though. That is a crazy baseball score. Last one. Um, yeah. Speaking of 25 ESPN projected the top 25 college football programs over a three year span based on who's on the roster now and what their recruiting situations look like. Can you guess how many Big Ten programs are on the list if you include the newcomers, USC and UCLA? Well, Sam, I don't know. Let's see. So I'm going to say you – well, I don't know because Caleb Williams is going to be gone. So I don't know if you could put UCLA or USC. USCLA does have Dante Moore as a freshman, so maybe he'll be playing by then. Um, but top 25 projected, I got to go Ohio State, Wisconsin, um, hmm, Penn State. Uh, Michigan. I'm going to go P.J. Fleck. I'm going to go Minnesota because they have eighth in Calic Manis. Uh, shoot, but they're going to lose a lot on defense. I got to say six. The correct answer is eight. Eight. USC Ooh, and low. UCLA both made the list. Uh, Wisconsin. So that's Penn what State, I didn't put in there. Ohio okay. State. Yep. Michigan. Yep. Um, yep. And Mike. My ESPN Plus isn't loading for me. There were two more. Um, I can't remember who the, the bottom were, but there were eight out of the 14, or I guess eight out of the 16 teams that made it. Minnesota did not crack the top 25. Uh, wow. Wow. So I'm guessing Illinois maybe, and then like Iowa or something. Who knows? Iowa, yeah. They don't, they don't respect there. DJ Fleck. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Kurt Ferentz and his son. I don't know what they have on the uh, on ESPN and some of these publications because they continue to put them in the top twenty-five every year to start the year. But this is the most boring offense in the world um, by far, by far. Like I would rather go hiking. This mountain up here is it's called uh, the Gardens of the Gods, I think, or something like this. Ridiculous uh, hike. I'd rather do that than watch Iowa's offense. It is horrible. It is the most boring offense I've ever seen. I'd rather hike that ten times in a row and die than watch Iowa's offense. But it's not my publication. I don't have anything to do with it. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Maxwell. I want to thank you for joining us on the Ron Johnson Show today. Remember, Amazon Prime, um, Roku, wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, please make sure 
that you download and subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank you guys and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.